Welcome back to another episode of Crew Talk, All-Star Break Edition. Uh, the Brewers have made the All-Star Break one game back of the Cincinnati Reds. They are 49-42. And yeah, so we have a lot to talk about how they've done leading in, kind of a state of the Brewers, if you will, at this point of the year, the unofficial halfway point of the year, and then kind of what to look forward to as they go into uh, this pivotal second half of the season. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at CrewTalkFFSN. Like, subscribe, um, you know, all that stuff, anywhere we get your podcasts. But, yeah, so right now the Brewers, like I said, at the top, 49-42, and 42, one game back at the Reds. I think the the hitting has kind of picked up. Willie Thomas leads the team in home runs at 16. Christian Yelich, he's finding his form back. He's at the break, bang, 284. His, uh, OPS is 834. So they're kind of kind of gaining some of those bats back. Of course, they've got production from the catcher spot this year. Their pitching is is doing, you know, it's kind of they're going to get healthier as we go into the second half of the season. But, yeah, what do you think overall view of this this first half? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it I think it was definitely good. Um, I know on our on our uh, website that we write for, we had to give, you know, grades for the team at midseason at midseason. Uh, I give them a solid B. I think, you know, they're they're doing their best with, you know, the players that they have, especially the influx of youth that they've had over the course of this season, uh, especially starting out like the season with guys like Joey Weimer and Bryce Terang literally just thrown into the fire to begin the year and having to just fight through that, um, as well as the pitching staff not necessarily being what we thought it would be uh, to begin the year with Woodruff still being out since the first week. Uh, Burns going through some injuries as well as Miley. We've had to use guys like Tehran, uh, Colin Rea. Um, but yeah, you know, I think still being able to fight for that playoff spot, being being in contention for the top spot in the division uh, with the team that they have and the, the resurgence of a guy like Christian Yelich, um, you know, kind of finding his form as well as, you know, Devin Williams being that all-star in the back of the bullpen. Um, you know, I think they're in a good spot. I think they definitely can win the division. Uh, they can definitely take that spot from the Reds. They're just going to have to find you know, a bit of consistency down the stretch. But, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts kind of on where the team's at so far? Yeah, I agree. I think you hit it right in the head with the, you know, we look at the lineup, like, and this is what I kind of mentioned. I think I also gave them a B. It's like this lineup, no one's going into a series with the Brewers. I was like, oh, man, look at that lineup they got. Like, Joey Weimer, center field, like, no offense to Joey Weimer, but, like, you know, Owen Miller, like, these guys are – very solid players, but like Blake Perkins, like is he these aren't all-star type players, right? Obviously, no all-stars in the starting lineup. You could argue Christian Yellow should have been all-star. I think he probably should have, but it's a lot of guys that you didn't maybe you didn't know coming into this year. Andrew Monasterio, um, who have kind of been guys that have been solid and kept them in it. I think and we've said this before. I think anyway. Anytime you go into the all-star break, you're a game back at first place, that's a win, right? Like, at the end of the day, how if you get to the playoffs, you get to the playoffs. It doesn't really – it kind of starts the season over. And, you know, if if they can get to the playoffs with this with this starting lineup, then that's a win. And to be in it already, 
is obviously a huge plus. Also, something that I think is very interesting, something to watch for going into the second half is the record against Sandal Central. The Reds, who are in first place, as we know, are 12 and 14. The Cubs, who are in third, are 12 and 11. The Pirates are 11 and 15. The Cardinals are 11 and 14. The Brewers are 17 and 9 against the NL Central. So they've had success against the NL Central. They're going to play against NL Central teams in the second half. They start off against the Reds. Um, so that success, I think, is a huge, obviously, it's a huge plus. It's something to look forward to going into the second half. Ah, definitely. And I, I like what the the people who make the schedule did with the Brewers uh, going into this uh, all-star break against the Reds and then also coming out of it. Uh, one of them, the first one was at home when we uh, welcomed them. Uh, and we took that series two to one. It's a pretty good series. I'm definitely happy about it. Uh, you know, shutting them out in that last game with Wade Miley on the mound. He's, you know, he's proven again to be that, you know, consistent guy. And then, you know, going into another series against them uh, on the road, I think that's definitely a plus for the Brewers, you know, to just continue to chip away at that team that's at the top. We have another series, another chance to, you know, just take that spot from them if we win the series. So I think, yeah, you know, the Brewers are definitely in a great spot. Uh, The trade deadline is coming up, so we might see some player movement. Um, You know, I've heard some big names possibly on the market. I don't really think the Brewers are – really in on any of those guys considering their contracts but you know you never know with with a with the baseball front office so you know we could definitely see some guys being moved possibly some guys being brought in uh the brewers might might try to push for it down the stretch but you know it'll be definitely be interesting to watch for sure do you think i this is a discussion that i think is kind of crazy where we where they are right now but buyer sellers they have to be buyers right like i know i've seen people say think oh sellers like sellers come to the deadline but when you're in the hunt for the for the division title you have to be buyers right I mean am I off base with that I don't think I am no I think in the spot that the Brewers are in especially with you know the NL as a whole being a pretty difficult league to get a wild card I think you know solidifying yourself at the top of the division would be the number one priority if you want that playoff spot because, you know, there's a bunch of good teams and good divisions all around. You know, the Padres are fighting for it. You know, there's three good teams in the NL East. So, you know, all, all of these all of these teams are fighting for, for playoff spots. And, you know, the Reds will probably be in the discussion come the end of it, possibly. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think bringing in an arm or two, possibly bringing in a bat or two. I mean, I know they've tried a couple of guys throughout the year. Darren Ruff, Luke Voigt haven't really produced for us. Um, but then yeah, again, you you brought up guys like Monasterio, Owen Miller, who have who have produced for us. So it's just kind of been a mix here. But you know, you hope you hope that the that the front office makes a makes a buy move. I don't think you're crazy at all for saying that we you know we have to be buyers. Yeah. And I think we'll probably touch on it more as we get closer, but potentially an outfielder, I think that's kind of like a good spot for them to look. They it's a young, they kind of lack a lot of depth in the out in that outfield, but yeah. And, and you mentioned the wild card, really the Brewers, even the, in a tough, you know, obviously it's a tough national league. They're only a half game out. If the playoffs were, if, if, if the playoffs were to start today, they're only a half game out of the wild card. 
the Phillies are ahead of them. They play the Phillies after the Reds. So, you know, going forward, these this first two this little road trip out of the All Star break is a huge opportunity for them to really kind of make up ground in the Central. And also, the Phillies are going to be a team that they're going to have to contend with if they can't win the if they can't win the Central to get into the playoffs via a wild card. I mean, they have ton of teams get in now, you know, with this these expanded playoffs. So, you know, weak NL Central, huge playoff format. They're I think they're always in it until you know, they will always be in it until the very end. I think. Yeah, I mean, definitely, and I think you could also argue that you know, getting a guy like Brandon Woodruff back at a time like like in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the season when he really hasn't played at all, is kind of like a new addition, and he's. He's an all-star pitcher. I mean, we all know about what Brandon Woodruff can do and the talent that he has. So just having that, you know, addition just come back in the middle of the season, I think could also just really boost our chances come, you know, down the stretch, especially when we need, you know, deep pitching rotations. We got guys like Hauser, Rhea have already, you know, solidified themselves to Tehran might make a playoff playoff roster down the stretch when, you know, the, the rosters open up and you can add a couple more people. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I definitely think, you know, getting a guy like Woodruff back is also going to be instrumental for the team. Absolutely. And, I, you know, his his absence, it's, I think, for guys like Colin Ray or Wade Miley, it's his absence has kind of forced them to get some responsibility and almost, you know, I think – this added this added pressure, if you will, in the lineup that they've or in the starting rotation that they've had has upped their game to that now once he comes back in the rotation, they're gonna be they're already having momentum from this first half. To kind of like, you know, we've been guys that have held strong. We've been one of those top guys in the in the rotation. We're ready to continue that as we bring in a guy like uh Woodruff. And then for someone like Corbin Burns or Freddie Peralta. He adds more of that stability. Like, I think, I'm sure Corbin Burns, like those guys, the top of the rotation guys, they, you know, maybe felt some of that added pressure of being, we don't have a third star in the in the rotation now. So it's kind of like, you got to make the most of each of their their starting appearances. So adding Woodruff just gives them a little bit more of a buffer. It's not all on them every time they pitch. Definitely, yeah. I think he definitely would take some some pressure off of Willie per, or, uh, Freddie Peralta, especially because you know he's kind of looked at as that number two guy. He's been looked at that way throughout the throughout the whole season behind Burns, and Burns hasn't had the type of season that you know we we thought he would have, uh, being you know a perennial Cy Young candidate prior to this season. Uh, so yeah, I think you know everything you said is correct. I think he's definitely going to help out the team. Um, what are your thoughts on kind of how the new additions have, you know, acclimated to the roster? Guys like William Contreras, guys like Owen Miller, like you mentioned, Brian Anderson, uh, even some of the new pitching pitching arms. What are, what are your kind of thoughts on how the uh how the new additions have been for the for the first half? Yeah, it's been it's been good so far, I think, for the most part. Um, you know, William Contreras, I think he's really been a great addition to the you know, the catching position, him and Caratini, have, they've really been a great uh, duo behind the plate this year, I think. And Brian Anderson's kind of, 
he was he was really off to that great start at the beginning of the year. He's kind of leveled out a bit, but we know that he can he showed what he can do that first half of the first half. And of course, Owen Miller, he's another guy too that he's really been he's been a guy that's uh consistent in the lineup, a tear, a guy that gets on base band two eighty five. So they've been great. Of course, I think Jesse Winker has been a disappointment. I, I didn't think that it would be one home run at the all-star break. You know, he's batting 200. So I think they want to see a lot more from him, but you know, I think a lot of the guys in the lineup though, have kind of, they've all had their struggles, but it's been, you know, for the most part, the consistency has been when, when they're not struggling, they're, they're doing all right. I think they're, I think they've been fine in addition to the lineup. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned, you know, the consistency of the offense. I think it's, you know, I, th- I think it's definitely pretty interesting to see how the Brewers have one of the worst, like, offensive lineups in the league, yet we're still, like, competitive and able to, you know, contend for the top spot. Um, you know, I think if the Brewers' offense can really find its form, start putting up more than, you know, closer to five runs a game, maybe even above that, kind of like what they were doing towards the end of the uh, first half, you know, putting up eight or uh, five runs against the Reds, then seven, uh, six against the Cubs. We put up 11 against the Pirates in one game. Uh, Games like that, you know, I I like to see that offensive output for sure. Yeah, and I think that's also a testament to to their pitching and specifically their bullpen. You know, there was that stretch of time where, Council is kind of trying to figure out what to do for that eighth, seventh, eighth position. But now that I think Joel Pampas has been a really good spot. He's got he's up there in holds, I believe. He's got 16 holds in the first half. And obviously Devin Williams is one of the best closers in in baseball. And yeah, I think a lot of a lot of those guys they just continue to produce. Hobie Milner, he's been really productive arm out of the bullpen. He can give you a good couple innings. So and I think you know, as we know, the the hitting's been a problem, but the bullpen and their pitching, they've kind of carried them so far and put them in the spot to be only a game out in the central and and right in the thick of it for uh, you know for the postseason. Definitely. Well, I think we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back. Uh, we're gonna talk more about the uh, upcoming Brewers schedule coming out of the All Star break, as well as possibly some All Star game talk. I mean, I know some people are upset about Devin Williams not being a uh, not appearing in the game, so we might touch on that. All right, so you touched on it as we were going to that commercial about uh, perhaps some people not happy with the lack of lack of uh, you know, or what am I trying to say? Now, Devin Williams was not in the All Star game; he didn't make an appearance, and people were not happy about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I saw you know some outrage on social media about, you know, Devin Williams not being, not participating in the actual game itself. Um, And some people were just talking about how, you know, it's doesn't make much sense that everyone, every team gets a participant to the team, but not everyone gets a chance to see like their guy play. And for, uh, for, for a small market team, like the Brewers, you'd like to kind of have some of that recognition on a, on a main on a main stage kind of scenario like the all-star game 
But, you know, I, I kind of understand the fact that, you know, he wasn't able to get in there. There's a lot of pitchers that were selected, a lot of hitters. You know, there's a lot of people that have to get on the field, and some people just aren't selected, unfortunately. That's how it has been forever. But, you know, I can definitely understand where the outrage is coming from for sure. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm I'm glad he didn't get in. I mean, it's it would be great to see him pitch against, you know, the best in the major leagues and stuff, but – you know, they've this stretch of games that they had going to the All-Star break was was brutal. I mean, and he was not like he was used pretty heavily. And there's a lot of times where they gave him rest and kind of had to rely on other guys in closing roles just to give him some rest because of how much usage he was getting. So to come into an all-star break, he's our guy, he's our closer after a huge stretch of games before the before the break. He's gonna have plenty of games afterwards i want to see him have all the rest he can get so you know he didn't get in the game that's fine for me <laughs> you know i don't really i the way i've always kind of viewed it is i want to see like if you have a position player i want to see him play right but if we have a a pitcher i'm fine not seeing him play i don't really think they should get all the rest they can get so they're ready for the second half of the season yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with you on that sentiment. Uh, jumping towards the, you know, the second half of the season, you mentioned, you know, we come out of that break on a slight slight road trip, uh, six-game road trip. We had a three-game set against the Reds coming coming out of it, starting on Friday, July 14th, and then we uh, traveled to Philadelphia for a three-game set against uh, the Phillies, and then we host another NL East team, uh, the Braves, come into town on Friday the 21st. Uh, what are kind of your predictions? This, this looks like a rough stretch of games here, some pretty competitive teams, uh, some superstar bats uh, that we're going to have to face up against, like Ali Dela Cruz, Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, and Ronald Acuna. Uh, what are your – I mean, it looks like a tough stretch, and then we got the Reds again and then Atlanta again. So we're pretty much just facing the same, the same teams for a month straight. So what are your, what are your <laughs> thoughts on kind of how we're going to – how we're going to face this coming out of the second half. Yeah, I think they're set up well. It's a very odd schedule, right? Like they played against the Reds for three games, all-star break, Reds for three games, Phillies, Braves, Reds, Braves. So like they, like you said, they only play against the same handful of teams for the majority of the month. But I think they'll be fine. You know, I think we've, like I said, they've had the success against – the central it seems like they always play the reds really well they just took two out of three against the reds so on the road it's they've really kind of packed american or american uh what's their ballpark called wherever the reds park is called uh great american ballpark that's what yeah it's called. they really pack it recently i think the fans have really got into this uh they're winning ways and you know ellie de la cruz as we saw he's He's a firecracker. So there I will say this. The Reds will I think the biggest problem for the Brewers in this series against the Reds will be they will steal bases. So we have to limit the the I say we as if I'm pitching. The Brewers have to limit the uh the Reds from staying on the base paths because then they will just go first to third, like in a blink of an eye. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's, you know, avoiding walks, stuff like that, you know, 
definitely want to avoid, especially, you know, there are some speedsters on Philadelphia as well and Atlanta. You know, all these teams coming up are pretty dangerous uh, until we kind of, you know, get into August a little bit. And we got some teams we can possibly beat up on, but I think the rest of July is going to definitely be difficult uh, with, you know, the stretch of NL East opponents as well as, you know, the Reds. But like you mentioned, we do play them, play them well. We have a good record, so... Hopefully we can continue our success, at least against them. Uh, I'm definitely nervous about those, you know, six games against Atlanta. I think they're definitely, you know, a pretty, pretty competitive and pretty good team. We've seen them competing in the playoffs a lot recently. Um, And, you know, the Phillies as well, they got superstars all over their roster. Um, I know they haven't necessarily had the type of season they wanted, but it's it's not an easy matchup at all. So I, I think, you know, it's going to be tough. I'm hoping that, you know, possibly we come out of this 500, maybe above it. But that's kind of what I'm looking for here. Yeah. I mean, honestly, those – I'm not expecting a winning record against the Braves, right? They had six games against the Braves. If they don't – if they can avoid a sweep in both those series, I think that'd be a plus. It is adds to the importance of the Red Series, right? Like six games against a division opponent, teams a team that they'd be get some momentum so that they do have a little bit of that buffer when playing against the Braves, who are the best team in baseball. So, yeah, they really they come out of the All Star break just firing. The, every game, every game is important, really, or a big game. Uh really until the end of the month because in the last game of the month is against the nationals who they should, they should, as you say, beat up on. So, but yeah, it's interesting. I think, uh, I think that, I think they can be above 500. They should, be, I would even say that they, I think they will be above 500 going into that brave series, which would be great. Cause then they would be most likely be at the top of the central if not at the top of the central, they would be in a hypothetical playoff spot ahead of the Phillies. So, yeah, as long as you know, opportunity. as long as the Brewers are, you know, at least a game or something or out of a playoff spot come August, because I think, you know, the schedule definitely softens up a bit uh, in August. I mean, I know we have a rough stretch kind of in the middle there, but to start off the month, I think, you know, it's looking pretty good for us on the schedule. Um, but yeah, you know, I think like you mentioned, the Braves are. If we if we can avoid sweeps in both of those, I think that would be the uh, the ideal scenario there for sure. Yeah, I think they're yeah they're set up. They're definitely set up. They're bringing back key pieces. They've kind of you know to weather the storm really and be in a spot where you're right in the thick of it for the postseason is is a huge plus and. Yeah, it's going to be a very exciting second half to the season. Looking forward to, uh, you know, see what happens. Definitely. Well, that's going to be it for the Crew Talk podcast today. Uh, make sure you leave a like, download, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at Crew Talk FFSN. Uh, he's Matt Aho. I'm Hershey Winkleman. And let's go, Brewers. <laughs>